Welcome back. Happy Wednesday, the day before Turkey Day. I like Thanksgiving. I have talked about it before. I talked about it in an episode with my dad on Daughter Father Dance. Very excited about tomorrow. Although I will not be with my family, which makes me somewhat sad. My baby brother, Jason, has traveled down from Kansas City and is here with me. So that'll be great. And we'll spend it with Deb's family. Anyway, on to today. My friend Bernadette Stinker talked in a book of hers a couple decades ago about multiple intelligences and how we have different ways of learning, different ways of being able to retain information and take up the cues from our external world. Those are my words, but she was essentially pointing to the fact that not everyone learns the same way. So the way I simplify it in my mind is that I break it down. There's a visual learner, there's an auditory learner, and there's an experiential learner. The visual learner has to see something in order to fully grasp it, fully integrate it into their knowing. An auditory intelligence person has to hear it. They can be the type of person that's in a lecture and that can listen or hear a podcast and retain the information or assimilate it in a way that they get it, right? It lands for them. Visual people, obviously, are people that have to see it, be it with their own eyes or inside their imagination in order to fully have it land and stick for them. Experiential is that someone who actually has to get in there and do the thing. My best example of this is when my dad was teaching me how to play basketball as a little girl. I would watch him dribble, I would watch him shoot, and see that his hand followed through by his wrist getting limp after he took that shot. Because I'm a visual learner, watching him demonstrate things was helpful. But what was even more helpful was when I actually got to do it. Now, most people could probably argue that most people are experiential, right? Once you can get in there and do something, that connection to that something helps it to stick. It's a cellular, a bodily, physical understanding of how to do something. And I think that that's really powerful. So I'm assuming, although I don't know the data, that most people have a pretty strong pull toward experiential learning, tactile success in learning. I know a lot of people in my own family, as a matter of fact, that can just hear something and they'll remember it forever. My dad's one of these people. My sister's one of these people on steroids. I think they're both very visual as well. But I think, again, I don't know the percentage of people, but dad and Julie, I think, have multiple intelligences where they can take information in and grasp conceptually and theoretically, and it lands for them if they are reading, visual, or listening, auditory. I think that I'm personally a little bit hamstrung by the fact that I don't do well just by listening. And it kind of hurts my business too. Like I can listen to my client tell me a process that we're going to go through, like let's say on a website that I've helped design, and this is the process we're going through. If that's all she's doing is telling me and not showing me, I'm going to struggle to understand it. I have to literally see somebody go through a process or even better, go through it myself, which is what I've had to adapt to all my life. And I've judged this about myself in the past. Like I have a deficit, right? I've judged that I can't just hear something and retain it. Even in college, I would take copious notes because I had to assimilate what I was hearing to write it down on a piece of paper so that I could actually see what was being said in order to understand. And then here comes this other thing that my brain does where most things people are saying to me, especially if they're droning on or if the information is in this long form lecture format, 
My brain switches the entire discourse of what someone's telling me into a rhyming format, like an anapestic tetrometer cadence used by Dr. Seuss. This added element of rim rhyme adds an even more fluff to what is already difficult for me to retain. (laughs) Now, there are certain things, like if I have a visceral response to something, or if I'm in a conversation that I'm actually super involved in, I can oftentimes repeat back verbatim what the other person has said. I think that's because it becomes experiential at that point. I'm in it. I'm in the conversation. I'm not being talked at or talked to. So the reason I'm bringing all of this up is I had a thought the other day and I let it land. I let it land in a way that it really bothered me. And if you know me, not a lot of things bother me. But this one was an exception. And again, I'm not saying I'm never bothered, believe me, but it's rare anymore. It's rare that I cogitate or mull things over and worry about them. I used to be this way, but not so much anymore. But every once in a while, like the other day, I have something just land in a way that's discombobulating. I'm working with a client who has another team that works alongside her, and I often feel very challenged by the way information's given. It's auditory. Because we're on a Zoom call, everybody's just talking, nobody's showing their screen. I get confused in my mind because I'm not seeing the process, right? So there have been a few incidences where, just to pinpoint what I talked about earlier, that things happen and this triggers this and then this triggers this and like we go back and forth and discuss these processes that I'm not seeing. And frankly, it feels like I'm in a deficit because I feel clueless. I'm seeing this as a debilitating thing about my character. Then I think about thought, right? I see thought as a fleeting non-reality, transient, non-concrete, unreal, until we give our thought meaning. And if I believe that hearing something and allowing it to land so I can understand it is difficult for me, then it's going to be difficult for me. And by the way, every moment of now is full of new possibility. I believe that. The fact that I hold on to an idea that I'm a horrible auditory learner or I'm hideous at taking in information just by hearing and that it's debilitating to me, uh, that's kind of not helpful. But we do that, don't we? We hold on to, well, I'm just this way. And what if today, in this new moment of now, we aren't that way? I truly believe any issue we have is in the past. It is. In this moment, is it there? Maybe not. So today, I am doing my best to deflect the thoughts that I'm unable or bad at taking information by listening. In most cases, if we turn our attention to something besides the thought that we are ill-equipped or whatever it is, and not allow that thought to have a stronghold on us, it won't. It can't. And I'm starting to apply this with the auditory learning issue because why can't I learn auditorily? Why can't I retain information when I just hear it? So for me, I'm experimenting with this. What I'm doing is I'm challenging the thought, the belief, the reality in air quotes, that I am a bad auditory learner. And in the very least, this experiment will potentially result in me just having less judgment on the fact that auditory isn't my strong suit, just like spelling isn't some people's strong suit or recognizing good design isn't somebody's strong suit, right? So today I want to encourage us all to lighten up on what we are not good at. Because I was once not good at audio editing. I left that to the, quote, editors. And of course, I haven't mastered it, but I have two podcast shows. I was once a poor, poorer than I am now anyway, audio editor. Let's stop debilitating ourselves by stating things like, well, that's just how I am. You are so much more than how you currently see yourself. 
So join me back here tomorrow before we all go into our Thanksgiving turkey dinner comas. See you tomorrow.